So at this time of the year, at the beginning of the year, uh, many people uh, take on New Year's resolutions. I'm not sure if it's, if, if it's as popular as it used to be. It used to be a fairly popular thing when, when I was younger anyway. I'm not sure if, if, the, gen, if the snowflake generation uh, are able to handle anything changing in their lives. Uh, so maybe they're not. But New Year's resolutions, um, I presume, are still, are still a thing. It's very interesting uh, to look at some statistics about New Year's resolutions and how they go generally. Uh, it's not good. So uh, 23% of people quit by the end of the first week. That was like three days ago. So New Year's resolutions for many people ended three days ago uh, for, for, for a, a quarter of people. 64% after the first month. So about so six out of ten people, a little more than six out of ten people, won't make it to the end of January. Uh, and then most people will quit on the second Friday of the month. So that's coming up soon now. Uh, that's when people will just, you know. For, for a lot of people, I think over the Christmas season, uh, they, as we would say in rural Ireland, people have wintered well uh, over, over the, the Christmas. They eat too much, they put on a few pounds, and then the, often the New Year's resolutions have to do with, with more exercise and going to the gym and that sort of thing. Gym membership skyrockets in January. At the beginning of January, gym membership in general just goes through the roof, uh, which can actually be an expensive little venture because gym membership isn't, isn't exactly cheap in most places. But as, as we said here, as we saw, most people don't make it past January. Okay? The New Year's resolution just kind of fades off or pales off or they realise that this, this actually takes effort. Effort. Uh, we were talking yesterday about the, the fact that we're engaged in a, a cosmic spiritual battle. Today's uh, gospel confirms that as well. You know, Jesus is speaking to uh, a man who's possessed and he, he very clearly says, be quiet, come out of him. You know, he's, he's addressing, he's addressing a, a, a demon, you know. So this is like what, what St. Paul says, like, for we are engaged in, in a battle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, against the world rulers of this present darkness, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. This is from Ephesians 6. So we are engaged in a spiritual battle, and our enemy is, is very real, and Jesus speaks about him, and in this case uh, today speaks to him. Uh, so we are engaged in this, in this, in this great cosmic battle for, for the salvation of souls. Over the last couple of, of days uh, at this Sikh conference that we were at, in the States. This, this one question came to me at, at one point, which I was just reflecting on a bit this morning. When you look at yourself, you look at how you are, you look at your strengths and weaknesses, I think all of us have some sort of an idea of the me that I'd like to be. You know, I think, I think most of us have, have, like, if someone were to ask the question, you know, what, what would you... What would, you like, what would you like to be like? How would you like to be? What would you like to change about yourself? You know, how would you like to be, to be different or to be better? What area would you, would you like to grow in? Along this like, theme of New Year's resolutions. Like, if, if, if there was something about you that, that you could do differently or something that, that, could, that could change, what would it be? I think it's an interesting, interesting question to reflect on. How, what would you, like, and I mean like, proper things like you know I don't, I don't think there's a point in answering what I'd like you know if my lips were a little fuller 
or um, if I had longer eyelashes, or you know, if I was like real things about yourself. Well, how would, as a person, how would you like to be? So if we know like that, well, I'd like to be more, I'd like to be able to forgive this person. I'd like to be able to love that person. Uh, I'd like to be more charitable. I'd like to be more pure. I'd like to have self-control in this certain area of, of, of addiction or this certain weakness that I have. I'd, I'd, like, to be, I'd like to be more joyful. Uh, I'd like to be more serving. I see this person who's just such a wonderful servant, server, and I'd like to be like that. Um, I see this person who's so well-read and so well-informed. I'd love to be like that. Okay, so there are all sorts of things maybe that, that, that we might like to strive to. But I have a second question to, to, to accompany that first. So first the question is like, how would you like to be? Second question is, what's stopping you from being that way? If you have a goal, something that you'd like to achieve, some virtue you'd like, you'd like to excel, excel in, some, in some way that you'd like to be different or better, dare I say, what's actually stopping you? Because I remember in, in, in the, the, there are all sorts of uh, different experiences that we may have had in, in our lives that show us that we can actually achieve many of the things that we would like to with effort, just by trying. You know, I'd love to play guitar. Would you? I would. Are you willing to dedicate 15 minutes a day every day for six months? And I guarantee you, you'd be able to play all the basic chords and the vast majority of country songs because they all have three chords. <laughs> okay. Are you willing to dedicate 15 minutes a day? Oh, I don't know. Well, then you don't want to play guitar. You say you do, but you don't. You know, you say you want to learn to play guitar, but if you're not willing to play 15 minutes a day, then you actually don't. So what's the main impediment here in you learning to play guitar? You. <laughs> no offense, sorry. So it's a bit blunt, but uh, you get my point. Like, like if, if, for example, I want to be more, I want to grow in self-control in a certain area. Okay, what's actually stopping you? Like, decide uh, I'm going to get up 10 minutes earlier. Decide I'm going to go to bed on time. Decide I'm not going to use my phone after a certain time. And do it. You're accountable to yourself. Just do it. What's actually stopping you? Who's actually stopping you? Or if, you, if, you, if, if I'd like to, to grow in, in forgiveness of, of a certain person. Okay, what's actually stopping you? Go into the chapel. If, if, well, we have a chapel here. So we can go into the chapel every day. For everyone else at home. Uh, go to your prayer place, wherever that is. It might even be in the car on the way to work. It might be in your bed last thing at night and ask Jesus for the grace to be able to forgive that person. Every day. Keep going. Keep doing it. Keep asking. Don't give up. Keep pushing ahead. Like we, we've, uh, I think just we, we, we give up way too easily. We give up far too quickly on these things. Like when it comes to overcoming our own internal struggles, like this could be a question of years before we manage it, through the grace of God. But it, it, it could be a question of years. Now, it may be, yes, by some uh, grace from God that, that we, we can get over these things quicker. Praise God if that happens. Otherwise, what the Lord, I think, often wants for us isn't so much that he can just click his fingers and suddenly we can forgive or we're, we have self-control or we're pure or we, or we don't get angry, whatever it is. I don't think it's so much that God wants to do that for us because I think that puts all the responsibility on him. He wants us to learn. He wants us, I mean, 
in, in going through the school of virtue, in going through like the, the, the failures and then the trying again and the failure and the trying again, we learn. We learn faith, we learn perseverance, we learn to rely on him every time we fall. He could just kind of grant us that grace, but then, but then we haven't worked with him. He's kind of changed us almost despite us rather than teaching us, teaching us how to, how to excel in, in this particular virtue, teaching us how to choose joy when we don't feel like it teaching us how to choose forgiveness when we don't feel like it, teaching us how to, to not to retract into ourselves when things go wrong, but, but still to, to love and to serve. He teaches us through the experiences of our lives and also through, through the failures. So it's not that God isn't answering our prayers, but he's giving us opportunities to grow in these virtues. And he is always with us, always carrying us, and always offering us every grace that we need. But if I have a, a goal that I want to achieve, if I want to be a certain way, I think for the vast majority of, 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 of those things that we would like to achieve, the greatest obstacle is me. The greatest obstacle is, my, is, is myself, that I, I give up too easily, or I don't try, or I don't even set it as a goal. And if I don't set it as a goal, it's not going to happen. If I'm not trying to be more loving, more giving, more forgiving, more pure, if I'm not even trying, well, it's not going to happen. So I think in this, in this, at the beginning of this year, I think it is good to set realistic goals. I mean, the, the church in its liturgical calendar as such tries to do this anyway during Lent. You know that, for example, that we, we decide to, to, to renounce something. This is in, in our liturgical calendar every year. We're trying to learn self-control and, and that. So then there are periods of, of, of forgiveness, prayer, fastenance, prayer, fasting, and abstinence. So trying to grow in those, in those areas, you know, my, my prayer life, fasting, abstinence, almsgiving. Uh, so the, the church sets up the year that, 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 that there, are, there are periods for, for dedicated for growth in those areas. But maybe I, I know that there's something that I need to change or, or some area I need to grow in. And if that's the case, set it as a goal for, the start, for a start. Set it as a goal. Try. Set it as a goal. And then with the grace of God, we try. We, we pray for, 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 for that, that grace to overcome whatever it is and keep going. Push on. Because if we know in our heart of hearts that, that we're called to be more loving or more forgiving, don't wait. Because the longer we stay in that place of, of impurity or unforgiveness or anger, the longer we stay there, the harder it is to get out. So the Lord wants to set us free. He wants us to be joyful. He wants us to learn how to walk with him on a daily basis and to rely on him and on his grace. The battle that we are taking part in is of a cosmic scale, me overcoming my own vices, me being an example to others, this has an effect on people. And it may even have an effect on their eternal salvation, especially as a priest. Like, if I get things wrong, I can bring people actually away from God. It's a horrendous responsibility. So, me, positively said, you and I getting it right, we can actually help people get to heaven. Be an instrument of the Lord's in their eternal salvation. It doesn't get bigger. There is no loftier goal. There is no more worthy battle than this. So we ask the Lord today 
to stir up in our hearts that desire to be the saints that he's calling to be and to engage in this battle with great faith and with great hope, knowing that the Lord has already been victorious on the cross over all sin, over all death, and over all darkness. Amen.